Do you think it's possible for us to be fair during this podcast? Not as fair as you should be when it comes to Ric Flair. If you're going to no. be fair to Flair, you gotta extra fair. level of fairness has to be fair. Yeah, because only a man as fair as Flair deserves to be treated with like this kind of Flair fair. If there's that level of flairness to be Flair to fair, I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> no, no one ever. It, you know, we need a commentator now who's as on Charlotte's Flair's side as Bobby was Ric Flair's mm. side. I don't even know who the commentators are, but yes, one of them. They wouldn't be as good. Look, Greg uh, Hamilton. Is he still there? <laughs> Whoever that is. Is he a ring announcer? I don't know. I know the name. I don't know who he is. As she's coming down to the ring. Be Flair. Be fair to Charlotte <laughs> Flair. Uh, so we're doing Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, whatever. Now entering the Royal Rumble. Now, see, if you're going to be fair to Flair, you've got to be fair and say this draw is unfair. And that's the only way you can be fair to Flair in the 1992 Royal Rumble, is by admitting this draw is not fair to Flair. Yes, because only a man is fair. <laughs> Will you stop? Oh, you know, this is one of these Royal Rumbles that, mm-hmm. like, how, how many times conservatively do you think you've watched it? Before uh, the Um... I don't know because like numbers below 100 seem low, but it's a lot still to have watched a match or a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know, 60, like that still seems probably high, <laughs> but it's a lot when you think of like one wrestling show, like even yeah. 10 times is a lot, a lot of times to see a wrestling show, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've mentioned in other podcasts that this was the first pay-per-view that I ever got. Like right. that I was able to, able to watch live and we taped it as we, watched it and i can't tell you how many times i always watch the the opener then i watch uh piper and mounty because it's awesome and then i fast forward till the run <laughs> yes so you get that tag so maybe 60s logs i mean i guess if you think of all the times you put it on just to pass out this is like high on the list you know i'll say this i like so i mean i watched this for this so i actually watched this yesterday right as of this recording and I stupidly watched it. I started watching it at um, something like like eleven thirty at night, and it woke me right up. Right. I was just like, "Oh, cool! Like, oh, <laughs> I remember this!" Like, and then before you know it, it's two o'clock. Yeah. And I, it didn't feel fair. No, it's not fair. Yeah. Uh, but also not fair. It's nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. Ric Flair. Enters at number three, and this is a big one because the World Wrestling Federation's championship is on the line. Flair had been involved in a lot of the controversy that put it to this point, of course, with The Undertaker and Hogan stuff, uh, and Jack Tunney ends up vacating the title, puts it on the line here. Flair had his little mini house show feud with Hulk Hogan, like, in the fall. Yeah. 
And it seemed like for sure they were setting up Flair Hogan for Mania. Um, so heading in here, he was certainly on the short list of potential winners, I think. Sure. I, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I guess I was watching fully at this point. I didn't watch the show. Thinking back, I mean, are you going to think Hogan was probably the front runner still, even at this point? I was assuming Hogan and hoping Flair. Right. I would say I was probably in the same boat. Yeah. And everybody else. I mean, maybe Sid. I don't, that wouldn't have been insane either. Sid insane justice. <laughs> yes. Sid insane justice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is, he comes in at three and immediately, like, I mean, we can't talk about this performance without talking about Bobby a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's just as integral to, as Flair to this match. Of course. But um, he's he's yeah. just Flair's cheerleader <laughs> the entire match. Right. And when he first comes out at three, the first thing you hear is a loud, damn it! And it's his <laughs> first heart attack. Gorilla's going on about, you can kiss it goodbye, brain. And I love that Bobby... For, as soon as he says you can kiss it goodbye, Bobby goes quiet for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's such a great touch. <laughs> so angry. Yeah. yeah, just melting down. Gorilla's trolling him. Yeah. And Bobby says, like, like, we budgeted for, you know, whatever, like 20 minutes maybe or whatever it is. But it's yeah. a funny way to put it. You know, like we budgeted for 25 minutes. And Gorilla yeah, immediately gets out the first leg. No one in the history has drawn one to five and been there at the end. He... <laughs> He hammers the he hammers Bobby with this mm-hmm. a lot during the the um <laughs> the performance. And one other great Bobby thing off the bat is um he turns to Gorilla and he goes, Look, I gotta be honest, I don't know if I can be objective. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Gorilla's like, What do you mean? Yeah, you know, we know. What we have know. you ever been objective? <laughs> uh so British Bulldogs in there with Flair. Uh he had been number one. He military we've talked about this, I feel like fifteen times, but he military presses Flair and slams him to the mat. So this whole thing could have ended right there. If Bulldog just fucking threw him out. Instead he slams him to the to the mat. Uh Flair goes to the eyes, but that doesn't slow down Bulldog. Uh Sags comes out, him and Flair work over Bulldog. Gorilla's just all over Bobby, just who's just grasping at straws right now. Oh yeah. And as soon as as soon as Sags gets thrown out, we get the first of the evening. It isn't fair to Flair from Bobby. Because right. it's left he, he's just a bulldog and Flair, and that is what's not fair to Flair. And right after that, Flair eats a fucking disgusting power slam mm-hmm. on the side of his body. Yeah. Just the first of many brutal blows throughout this night. Yeah. And he's just getting dominated by Bulldog. Haku comes in, and uh, him and Fl- and Flair actually work together. But Flair turns on him, which Bobby like loses his fucking mind. There, you know, he's like, what? "What are you doing? Are you crazy?" And when Haku starts punching him, the crowd goes crazy. Yes, yeah, and this is the second. It isn't fair to Flair of the yes. evening. Uh, yeah, Flair nails Haku from behind after that sick pile driver. That's always worth noting. Well, he uh, just that, rakes the shit out of his eyes. <laughs> After the like, it's not just a quick break. Like Haku hits that right. pile driver, and he like jams him in. Yeah, like digs him in. And G- Gorilla's whole point here with Haku is like, why on earth would you want to raise the ire of this big guy? Right. So Haku is beating on Flair. Shawn Michaels comes in. Uh, he's tussling with Flair, just like everyone's all over Flair. Tito comes in. He's over Flair. And it's cool seeing all these different veterans just kind of tussle with Nature Boy throughout this. Yeah. Um, in a great desperation move to Flair, just cranks Bulldog with a low blow. Just oh, a deliberate low blow. Hard. 
<laughs> and and it, and it elicits a did you see that <laughs> and the the re, the reaction the low blow gets is huge right like um also like i love at this point too that bobby like everyone's going after flair like you're mentioning and bobby's like it's because everyone is jealous because there's no way to hate this man <laughs> of course yeah no one would be upset with him no one could hate him yeah. Uh, at this point, too, Flair eats a flying jalapeno from Santana, and he sells he sure it like death. And Bobby's like complimenting Flair though for bringing the fight. Like he's not laying back; he's going nope. at everyone, which is true. I mean, it's very true. Yeah, because he's uh, busting out suplexes at this point. Right. He's just going all in. Barbarians it comes out, and Gorilla gets the uh, amazing, ominous, infamous sure. line: yeah. "Barbarian doesn't like Flair." <laughs> And then but Bobby's reply is Barbarian doesn't like anybody. He managed to meet barely liked me. (laughs) So great. uh, More teasing from Gorilla. Bobby's desperately pleading through all this. Uh, Texas Tornado comes in. He goes at Flair. So that's a cool cool throwback to their old like world-class NWA title match. Big Uh, discus punch. And we get the first Flair uh, flop as he walks across the ring and flops dead. Yeah. They really go at it. Um, Gorilla calls out when Flair passes 16 minutes. Valentine comes in and Gorilla reminds us from a year ago of that great yeah. run he had. And he goes right at Flair. We get some kind of next level NWA chops in the corner from those guys. And this is where Bobby says, like, we budgeted for 30 minutes max. Yeah. And Gorilla, forget about it. Yeah, like, even when even when Gorilla brought the 16 minutes, Bobby's like, I know, I know. <laughs> and at this point, too, he says, Bobby goes, uh, we never expected to be jobbed like this, right. given number three. And then Gorilla weasels him again with the, no one has been number one through five and been there at the end. It's just like saying, just stop even hoping for it. Just like a completely, like, two and nine football team against like an 11, you know, nine and two football team or whatever. It's like, yeah. you have no shot, no shot. Forget it. And then, uh, you know, the only guy who doesn't go after flair in this thing is Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> He's smart. Yeah. He knows the strategy from, from mother Russia. Yeah. Flair gets another little blow on repo man this time from behind. <laughs> and then a great moment where Valentine puts flair in the figure four and Flair hangs on, but it's just like a cool, again, throwback to their old feud and yeah. hammer hook on the figure four is a cool moment. Uh, he gets, uh, Flair gets some air, but then, then he gets on a little heater. He eliminates Bulldog, he eliminates Tornado, which is a big yeah. statement. Those guys have been kind of dominant to this point. Uh, Hercules comes in, goes right to Flair. Gorilla again teases Bobby, says, I guess Hercules remembers how you treated him back in the day, yeah. which is a fun callback. Great high five. So they, they, him and Barbarian beat up mm-hmm. Herc. And then Flair gives them, they do the high five and Flair, and Flair for some reason turns on him and Bobby loses it. No, no, don't turn on him, Rick, please. I love how Flair just cannot help but be a douchebag. Like he gets the allies and he turns on him and it's a terrible decision every time and he survives, but it's just like the wrong call, but he's such a prick. Like he can't help himself from being a degenerate and turning on these guys that are helping him. It's just like in, in his blood, so... Yeah, Barbarian tries to slam him out, but then Herc runs up from behind and dumps Barbarian, and Flair barely holds on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bossman just comes in and just has that whole sequence with Flair, where like, because Bossman jumps at Flair and he falls out. Flair thinks he's gone, but Bossman comes in and is waving the finger at him. Yep. He does that weird kick, like that yes, circular circle, kick yeah. that he never did before or since. Mm-hmm. Um, it just beats the shit out of him, but then runs at him for some reason and eliminates himself. And it's at this point that Bobby declares Flair the winner and the That's champion it. of the world. It's over. He's alone in the ring. 
Bossman was great in mauling Flair, though. I mean, it was really good. And then that's another infamous spot that Bumpy takes on the elimination where his neck gets caught under the bottom oh, rope. Yeah. Just yeah. Disgusting. Now, up um, to this point, yeah. it's been great. Right? Yeah. Oh, all time. And it's awesome, too, because all these guys have had chances to toss Flair, but they keep making fatal mistakes. Yep. And Flair, the ultimate veteran, takes advantage and hangs on. All these guys make one slight error, and Flair's you know gets a chance to eliminate them or survive, and he catches a breather. But the arena roof blows off Fuck. as Roddy Piper is in at fifteen, of course playing off their big feud from the fall. And Piper just won the IC belt earlier in the night, so it's like extra heat on him. He's extra fired up, and he just destroys Flair when he comes in. He dodges all of Flair's offense. <sighs> Uh, dodges the eye poke. Like, he's just all over him. The crowd is fucking rabid. Bobby's exasperated. Gorilla's going nuts. Um, just an amazing night at this point for Roddy Piper on this evening oh, yeah. in the Knickerbocker Arena. Oh, no. <laughs> Bobby. Um, it's And this is such great booking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect... Because, you know, they we talked about the feud with Hogan, but his first feud was with Piper. Right. And the, and the whole thing with, like, I scare Flair. They had the Survivor Series match. So this is just, like, perfect, perfect booking. And I think Flair does such a great job, too, of selling that he's upset that it's Piper. Yes. So around here, too, we get the fourth. This isn't fair to Flair. Um, <laughs> and it, it, Bobby also at this point is like, Flair has taken 25 backdrops, and I wish I had counted those, like, from the start, because I feel like he's probably not that right. far off. Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty close to that. He's taken a ton. Uh, Piper gets a sleeper, which is how he won the title earlier in the night. Yeah. And the crowd's going crazy. Jake comes out, so the field gets even stronger. And, of course, it's the great moment where Jake just slinks to the corner and watches yeah. Piper beat on Flair. Uh, just masterful booking. And then Jake fakes out Flair. He lines up the DDT. But then Fifth. Piper saves Flair for some yeah. reason. Fifth, not fair to Flair yes. on the short close line. <laughs> Yeah, Piper, and that's the whole like, uh, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a kilt. It's not a skirt, Roddy. It's a kilt. Yep. Yeah, Bobby's going back and forth praising him. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then Piper turns on Flair, and then you no good skirt. freak. <laughs> skirt wearing freak. This and Flair figure fours Jake. And at this point, I'm watching it. Like, I mean, I've watched this a million mm-hmm. times, right? And I'm still like, this whole sequence. Like, like that's why I mentioned, like up until this point, before Piper comes in, it's already been great, right? But this sequence with Jake, Piper, and Flair is just freaking amazing. Like it, it's just everything's working so synchronously together. Like that, like ki- Piper's kicking both of them in the figure four. Then they all get up and they're all mm-hmm. like just trading punches one after the other. Like it's just it's really outstanding stuff. It is. It's great. I mean, it's, it's legends in there. Yeah. Uh, Piper goes to the eyes. Bobby's like gasping for air, oh, and Gorilla gives Flair credit. He's like, yeah. you know what? Like he's made it this long. No one expected it. Good for him. You know, nice, and nice he, little, nice little night for him. And he even like it's like he's starting to win him over. He's like, it's just too. <laughs> Gorilla's like, it's just too bad he got number three. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, if he and didn't, then, maybe he could have won. You know, if he didn't won. get that and shit then, draw. Bobby is like, we were jobbed. Hulk Hogan <laughs> has something to do with this. <laughs> Probably true. But he's uh, breaking out suplexes and punching 30 minutes into this. Yeah, and Snook is unloading on him, and Bobby's, like, about to pass out during that point. Yeah, uh, another not fair to Flair. Number six has dropped around this point, too. Jake nearly throws him out. Taker yep. comes in and nails Flair, who comes at Taker for some reason, even though they've kind of been associated. Uh, by this point is where Heenan is completely flabbergasted. He's, like, begging. He's praying. He's willing to sell his soul to the devil. Yeah, he'll do at anything. This point. Whatever it takes for Flair to win. 
Um, you know, Gorilla here knows that Flair's gone past 32 minutes, and Flair just keeps going at Taker, and yeah. gets part of that big double choke where Taker chokes out him and Duggan. Yeah. Uh, questionable. <laughs> well, I guess we'll blame the exhaustion, but questionable that he keeps taking the fight to the Undertaker here. Great sell too on the Undertaker choke, like yep. when he like he kind of Undertaker walks him across ah, the God. ring, and it looks like he's fighting for his life, and yes. Bobby is screaming, "It's over! It's over!" <laughs> <laughs> A lot of mauling and low blows. Flair cracks Taker with one, uh, but doesn't take like no sells it, which is great. And, and then he's like, he tried to lift the Undertaker. <laughs> he did not. Um, what a what a machine Flair is here. Yeah, and what I like, and I, this is as I was watching it, I was like, not only is he selling, he's selling like crazy for everyone, mm-hmm. but yep. he's switching up the offense too. Right. It's punches, it's chops, and just as I was kind of thinking about this, he fucking takes Savage's neck and gives these fucking wicked elbows, mm-hmm. like these standing elbows that like he hadn't broken out earlier in the match. So even his offense is super varied in this one. Yeah. And he's bringing the fight to everybody. And Bobby's like freaking out about that. Gorilla notes that he hits 45 minutes. A really cool moment where Piper and Undertaker team up with a choke and flare. And then Taker looks at Piper and chokes oh, him too. So it's like this triangle of choking. Uh, Gorilla notes that Ric Flair's now past Greg Valentine's time in the ring from 91 as he marches to the record, which is, I think it's cool that Gorilla's tracking us through this, yeah. not just waiting for it to be a shock. Like, all right, we hit one milestone, we hit Valentine, you know, up next is going to be Martel. Uh, yeah. you know, Flair again battles with Undertaker. Gorilla continues to be shocked that Flair's still going. And it's weird that he saves Virgil from the Undertaker at one point. Right. I mean, the only bad. time he saves anyone is Virgil. Right. Man of the people. Yes. Um, I like, too, that Flair has zero time to breathe. Like, right. as soon as he finishes one thing, like Jim Duggan's punching him or something. Uh, like, yeah. And Tiger's choking him down in the corner. And it's around this point that Rick Martell comes in, and you could tell that Martell doesn't want him to break the record. <laughs> yes, he goes right at him. Yeah. And it's and when Martell comes in, Gorilla starts mentioning, like, Martell's got the record. And the, the shortest is Bushwhacker Luke, and Bobby's just not having any of it. Like, <laughs> who cares about Bushwhacker? <laughs> uh, Hogan's out. He goes right at Flair and Taker. It almost tosses Flair. And he, again, continues to bargain and deal yep. and beg and pray. Please let him win. I'm sorry for everything I've done. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Slaughter comes out. He tries to knock Flair to the floor. And Monsoon announces here officially that Ric Flair set the record. He's set, uh, or last set it, but at least at this point, he surpassed Rick Martel's record. Is now the new gold standard in Royal Rumble longevity. And I will say, too, that at this point, Gorilla, what pays it off, he goes, I said earlier that no one has drawn one to five and been there at the end, but we are rapidly approaching the end and Ric Flair's right. still there. And Bobby caps it with, like, you know what's not fair to Flair? That he's still in there. <laughs> That's number seven. Uh, so Bobby here promises to never do anything bad again. Never, ever. Yeah. If Flair wins. And Gorilla's again that, putting over the aggressiveness of Flair. I love it. And he also says that everyone's going after him because everyone's afraid of Flair. <laughs> yes. And when he breaks the record, Bobby's like, that's good enough. Just give him the title. That's it. He's broke yeah. the record. Yeah. Uh, Sid comes out. He gets his hands on Flair. And a lot of star power at the end, including Warlord, who's out at the end. Uh, Hogan and Flair go outside. And Hogan suplexes Flair on the floor, which gives him, you know, it's funny because it's a big bump, but it kind of gives him like a minute to catch his breath out there, I think. Right. Uh, as we head down the final stretch. Uh, Flair passes an hour. And it's rare in Rumbles you can be down to the final eight and have like five legit guys. But that's where this match was at this point with Flair, with Sid, with Savage, with Hogan, with uh, 
Who else was in there? Piper? Was Piper still in there? Yeah, Piper, Martell, Savage. Yep, so a lot of, uh, you know, legit players. Sid has Savage teetering once we get down to the final four. And Flair comes over and helps shove him out. He runs and does a jumping knee. Yep. Yeah. No, not taking any chances. Not like Tugboat when he tried to eliminate Hulk Hogan a year earlier. Uh, So that brings us to the final three. And Hogan Hogan just battles Flair, battering him. And, of course, he's on the ropes. And Sid comes over and dumps Hogan to the floor. Everyone's shocked. Hogan's flipping out. And he grabs Sid's hand as Sid is, like, trying to yank free. Flair takes advantage, runs over, and knocks Sid to the floor to do the unthinkable. Wins the Royal Rumble from number three through a stacked field to win the Dirty F Championship while setting the longevity record. Uh, Hogan's bitching and moaning as Flair and Mr. Perfect run to the locker room. Bobby says yes for like 45 minutes, (laughs) 45 seconds straight. And then he leaves as well because he's going to go celebrate. And of course, it's the iconic uh, celebration after with Bobby and Perfect and Flair and Mean Gene put the cigarette out and all that. They're not the kind of guys to say we told you so, but we told you so. so. (laughs) And they have those laughs. I mean, just like what more can you say? This this rumble was loaded. Uh, Flair was constantly active, was perfect booking, immaculate commentary, multiple storylines throughout the match itself, a gold standard of rumble matches and of rumble performances. Even maybe if the finish was somewhat predictable, but it was also shocking. Like at the same time, uh, it, it's hard to top it. Really, it's it's a classic. It's an all timer, and Flair was amazing in it. Without him, this rumble. Uh, may still be fun, but it's not what it is here without him and Bobby for sure. It's the best Rumble of all time, and it's all about Ric Flair. Yeah, like from start to, from, without, with the exception of the first two minutes, it's all even the first two minutes. Bobby's talking about him, right? So, right. Um, it's got so much variety from a performance too from Flair. Like he mm-hmm. does so many different things with so many different people, and I think we we often talk about Bobby and how great he is on commentary. But when I watch it this time, what I really liked and something I really dug was how much gorilla was coming around. I guess I I noticed it before, but like it goes from like him teasing him and picking on Bobby to being like, wow, you know, he's proved a lot today. Mm -hmm. I think the last thing gorilla says is what a man Ric Flair turned out to be. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, it's an impressive, you have to be impressed by the feet of him coming in that early and being aggressive and gone on attack mode, going over an hour and winning the match with all that star power in the ring. It's, I mean, it's hard. It, no one can discredit it. No one can not be impressed by it. No. I was a little surprised that he only eliminated five guys. Right. Not, no, I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm just mentioning it as something that I found a bit surprising. Yeah. I mean, because he was aggressive in there. But there's just a lot of heavy hitters that had to get there eliminations in too you know yeah. Sid Hogan like these guys gotta get theirs in um, it was fine because a lot of times he was just trying to survive <laughs> like, yeah was, cause everyone's, ev- because everyone's jealous of him it's impossible right. to hate him um, look I mean do we it tens it, across it, the board it's a 10 across the board yeah, yeah. it's a so, perfect it's a perfect performance I mean he's presented as a mega star especially through Bobby and becoming world champion uh, creativity through the roof, constantly yeah. active, like you said, varying the offense. The story was wonderful, and I mean, how, how much more effective could you get? Yeah. Goes sets the record, goes an hour. It's the most iconic Rumble performance and the most uh, best Rumble match ever. Plus, how he wins the world him, title. How could you present him stronger? 
Right. No, it's impossible. There's not you can't. It is the perfect Royal Rumble performance. There's not yeah. one thing to me. You can knock a little things about the match if you want, and we have before you and I, like sure. some of the guys on the back end, etc. But you can't find anything wrong with Flair. You got you got to be fair. You can't find you anything wrong fair. with this performance by him on this night. It's it's flawless. It's absolutely flawless. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of the purest best wrestling match performances of all time. It's like there's nothing wrong with it. No, I would agree. And it's funny because when I went in, I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's anywhere that he would get dinged. Because I knew he wasn't going to get dinged on presentation or effectiveness. Right. But then I was like, well, maybe he, like, because, you know, I've seen it a lot, but I've never mm-hmm. analyzed it, right? Other than to say, I think it's a five-star match, one of the best matches in company history. Um, but then I was like, well, maybe in the work rate, in the creativity, like, maybe he gets a bit sloppy. Maybe he does the same things over and over. And then as I was watching it, I was just so impressed by the variety. So, yeah, top notch. And I think we knew this going into this project, what the scores on this were going to be. Yeah. It, the question to me will be, like, what's the closest anyone's going to get to this and can it be matched? It's not going to get exceeded. That's for sure. It's going to be number one. Whether it's yeah. tied or forever one solo, we'll find out. But they'll be curious if anything even approaches it. I can think of maybe one that might. Okay. And it's Chris Benoit. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe in another world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where he didn't lose his mind. Uh, but yeah, like just all, all time stuff. Easy number one. Mm-hmm. This competition has always been about who's going to be number two as the performance. Right. And we'll see how much this buoys his um, individual ranking as a performer. Yeah, because 1993 comes along. And he's in at number one <laughs> this time. Bobby so he's still not happy. He's not, but he's not as distressed. And part of it is because we know Flair's, you know, leaving and, and the stakes aren't as high and sure. it's just different. But part of it too is that Bobby's confident because he's like, you know what? We did it last year. We'll do it again. Like it's, well, we've proven I, we can do it. I imagine too that at first, when he first comes out, he, Bobby gives the, oh no. And for a second, I thought maybe it's because Bobby doesn't know if he can make it through the match again. <laughs> right. Hey, man, I survived. Um, and Bob Backlund's number two. So we get a kind of a cool legend throwdown between yeah. those guys to start. A lot of talk about Flair's dominant 92 performance here, too. Uh, I thought Flair's really fun stooging around for Backlund, gets the crowd into things early. A lot of chops and strikes. Some comical and... selling, though, on Backlund's leg sweeps. Yes, yes. But I yeah. think that's natural due to that type of move. And there's another moment where, like, Backlund has to be raked, like, three times in the eyes to understand what's happening. <laughs> like, He's got super eyes. Yeah. Young man. them out. <laughs> I mean, it felt like a version of Backlund's match. I mean, a Flair's match crammed into this opening two bits. Like, just like a basic version of what he would normally do. Uh, Shango comes out. Flair throws him right out and goes yep. right back to Backlund. So Bobby's praising that. Uh, DiBiase comes in. Him and Flair double-team Backlund. Which felt cool again. DiBiase and Flair teaming up, and again, Bobby's way more at ease here. He's like into Flair, but it's not life or death, for sure. Knobs um, almost eliminates Flair, but he hangs on to. Yeah, and and all the while too, he keeps getting locked up with back Backlund. Like he's get getting yes. ten punched in the corner by Backlund. Um, there's a whole lot of bullshit with Backlund. He also eats a massive atomic drop, mm-hmm. and I had no idea in 1993 that that was Bob Backlund's finish. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess it was until the chicken wing comes around. Yeah. Uh, Bobby does start to panic a little bit at this point. He asks how much time is left. And, uh, you know, Flair's spending a lot of time with back. And like you said, they try and eliminate each other. Lawler comes in. He goes right at Flair, which is a cool yeah. touch. That was neat. Uh, Flair bails out. He kind of regroups. 
And King keeps going at him whenever he comes back in. A lot of selling, a lot of feeding from Flair. He even gives offense to Max Moon, to Virgil, like he like po- all these guys. He pokes Max Moon in the eyes for no reason. He just walks up to him and pokes him <laughs> in the eyes. And what I thought was interesting in this match, starting anyway, I found the year before everyone was going after Flair when they came in. Mm-hmm. I found in this one, he took it upon himself to go after everyone. Right. Which I thought was was interesting. Even when, uh, except for Tenru, who comes in and just attacks Flair for no reason. And Bobby says this is why they call it Chop Suey, when Tenru lights <laughs> up Flair and Chops. Yeah. Uh, Flair fails to eliminate Moon. He deals with Virgil. Perfect comes in, molten hot, of course. And that's the big red hot feud. The next night would be their Lose the Leaves WF match. So they're hyping the shit out of that on Raw. The crowd goes nuts as Perfect just destroys Flair. Gorilla's going overdrive on the on the Raw match. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other eventually. Bobby's Perfect. losing it. Yeah, he's losing it. And, and Perfect clotheslines Flair out. Um, but it mashes his face. Yes. It's, a, it's such a weird elimination. Him. And uh, so Flair flips out in the aisle. Bobby's ranting. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the same. There's no way it could ever be the same. But Flair definitely busts his ass here. And puts out a really good performance. It just the the juice just wasn't there because I think everyone knew he was going. Yeah. And it almost makes you wonder, like, I mean, I guess they wanted to hype it, but should they have added the loser leaves WF step like that night? Right. Because it makes this way more anticlimactic. Like, there's no way he's winning this rumble. Uh, because he's perfect style even. <laughs> like, you know, like Flair's losing that match. So yeah. I don't know. I think it kind of hurt things a little bit. The way they announced it, at least for well, here. They, they even talk about it in the match. When oh, nonstop. Yeah, he said it a bunch. But they even, they're like, well, if one of these guys wins the Rumble, then loses tomorrow on Raw, then they don't get the title shot. Right. Yeah. And finally, when Flair gets thrown, we get the... See, this is how you know Bobby's not as into it. When, when Flair gets thrown out, finally, that's where Bobby says, this isn't fair to Flair. Right. Unless he definitely he seems way less invested. Well, maybe, maybe so. But yeah, Bobby definitely feels way less invested. And what's going on. Um, but I thought he was fine here. Uh, you know, I thought Flair was very good. It was a good focal point. Even without that 92 juice, uh, you could feel the difference here. Uh, his stuff with the various legends was cool. We got some mini dream matches. The perfect stuff was red hot as well. Uh, but definitely when he gets thrown out, we just keep chugging along. It feels a little bit like old news. Um, and it almost feels like Bobby is more anti-perfect than he and is Flair. Flair. Yeah, pro yeah. Flair. Yeah. Well, Flair didn't throw water in his face or dump water on his head. Right. Right. So, I mean, look, it was a good showing. It just felt like anticlimactic after watching 92. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's always a bit shocking to me that he's in there for almost 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like 19 minutes. Nope. Um, and I'll be honest. I think this is one of the worst rumbles of all time, 1993. Yeah. But I think as long as Flair's in it, it's quite good. Right. Yeah, so it's really the back end that kills this match. Yeah. Well, it's the back end and the use of Undertaker. How you just got rid of him right away. Right, and I think we talked about this on the Undertaker episode, but the big whiff is not just doing the Gonzalez thing at the end. Yeah, and keeping Perfect in longer. Right. Perfect yep. only, sure. Uh, but still, like, it's really good work, but nothing groundbreaking. Um, but I do agree that there's a... That that stiff really hurt it, mm-hmm. and he was not... That's why I'm at a presentation score of six. I mean, I'm at a seven. Like, he still feels like a threat, even with that. Like, it's not guaranteed he's going to lose if you're not fully in the know, you know, and I mean, as much as you could be in the know back then, like even I knew, like I had called Journal Line and they said that <laughs> Flair was going back to WCW, but not everyone knew it. Right. So, right. um, 
even that, like, he still feels like a big deal. He still feels like Ric Flair. Bobby still does put a lot of time in, even though it's not as much time. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at a four for work. I mean, I thought it was really good. Yep, four as well for me. It was solid. Yeah. I mean, this is dramatically <laughs> 92 is just such an insane bar that he goes from 10 to four. Feel it looks like it's a massive drop, but like it's not really. You know what I mean? No, I don't actually have that many guys mm-hmm. that score like four in mm-hmm. work rate. Like I guess it's just I'm grinchy with my scores, you know. But like, look for for uh, for a comparison. Like I have Roddy Piper 94, uh, 1990 at four. Right. And that's, I think that's a really good performance. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think he, he's, he's quite good in terms of his work. It's just not, he's just not in there long enough to, to go higher. And he doesn't have as much to do because he's not the right. focus. He, he, that's the thing. He's not the focus of the match at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas the year before he was, um, I'm at a three for effectiveness. He only eliminated one guy, Papa Shango, but he lasted 18 minutes and he really helped the match, uh, be good while he was in it. Yeah. And it sells the next night. So, yep. which is a big draw for them. Or, and, I mean, we're only like four weeks into Raw, I think, or three. It's like the third or fourth Raw. So, yeah. Third. I think it's only the third one. So, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Like, they're really yeah, trying so. to get the show established. And so, this is a big part of driving that. So, yeah, I went three as well. That gives him a score of 27. Mm-hmm. So, is this better than The Undertaker from 1997? Yes. And that's the top one? I think so. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Because it'd be Undertaker 97 and the other one's Davey from 92. Yeah, I haven't had both of those. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that lands Ric Flair from 1993 as the 30th best Rumble appearance of all Mm. time. Big drop for number one. Yeah, but that's still pretty solid. I mean, he might not have pegged it to be this high. No, but he's good at these matches. Mm Mm-hmm. He's very good. Now, he's going to take a bit of a break, uh, but why don't we take a break, and why don't you tell us what's going on at the North-South Connection Podcast Network? Uh, Lots of stuff going on here in the new year. Uh, Not only a lot of your old favorites, you know, hanging around, maybe some dripping back into your life as well, and some new stuff on the way, too, here in 2022, with a heavy focus on a intense stretch project, more on audio to, uh, to come from that soon, we'll be revealing. And listen, tons of great evergreen content, Deep dives, nerd level stuff in the world of wrestling, breaking down the minutia like this show, uh, or just the week to week chronology of other promotions and timelines. We also cover some sports. We cover some pop culture. Uh, it just it's a you know, a feed I've been super proud to help lead and deliver in our third calendar year here now in 2022. And uh, <clears throat> you know, if you want to give us a little, a uh, little love, a little late Christmas gift, holiday gift, you can go ahead and rate and review us, share, spread the word, and help us get a little bit more noticed as we move along. But check out everything we have to offer at northsouthconnection.podbean.com. Absolutely. And I stand by our work, and, and I really, you know, when I when I try to promote it, it, it really does come from a place of, I, I think this is at least worthy of your time. You know, and I, and I really hope that you can give every show on the network a chance because everyone works super hard to bring it. And they're all passionate fans who have a really distinct and unique voice. So help us keep it going. All right. Ric Flair disappears for a while. He goes back to WCW. He's there till the promotion closes, comes to WF at the end of 01. Should we and- cover the uh, World War Three Battle Royals that he is in? 
Maybe we'll do that on now entering the World War Three. <laughs> now beginning World <laughs> War Three. Uh, so then in 02, he fights Vince on the undercard. 03, I think he's just with Triple H as a manager. Yeah. And then 04, he's in the tag title thing. So like he's not really in the, any Rumbles until – actually, is that 04? Yeah, 04, he's in the tag. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then 05, here he is. So after you know a lot of years, years off. 12 years, 12 years. And he's uh, waits even longer because normally he's been in the beginning, but here in this one he's in at number thirty, so a very dramatically different spot. A lot of woos and cheers despite being a heel. Good pop, uh, good pop yes. for the Nature Boy, and big high five for Batista right away. Yes. Uh, Jr. hypes up his Rumble credentials as he's stomping and rolling in with a high five, and they beat the shit out of Coach Flair, eliminates him and yeah. struts and dances, Love which is dance. a cool moment. Yeah. Yes, he stomps the shit out of Coach. Coach is on the ground when he comes in, and he stomps the shit out of him, and then he throws him into Batista, and that becomes their move where he'll throw someone into Batista for a spinebuster. Yep, and it works. They work together. Christian yep. eats it. Courtesy of them as well. Yep. And Flair's got to be the hype man. He's letting Batista do the heavy lifting as he's cleaning the scraps. Uh, he tosses Benoit as well. So another big elimination here. Yep. Benoit had a pretty good run in this rumble. And then Flair gets cocky. He grabs <laughs> Batista. Like, yep. it's, it's almost impossible to even describe it. He comes flying over to Batista, grabs his hair. Yep. And he looks like he's trying to, like, whip him over the top. But Batista doesn't even budge. Yeah, and, and Flair, Flair just falls. like stops, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Goes to his knees, begging for mercy. He has to bet. He has to plead innocence on it. Like it, it, it's such an incredible spot because he throws Benoit out, and he dances. He does this little dance, and then he tries. It, it's it's the transition from the dance yes. into the Batista throw, and then the fall. Like I I, I don't I can't imagine anyone else pulling this off no it's it's perfection yeah and i guess mandela effect for me i thought batista just chucked him out but he did not it was actually edge who comes over and throws he him out spears him he spears the shit out of him and then yep. and then the crowd boos, boos. the crap yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not it, happy at all yeah so I, I this was fun it was a quick outing but the crowd was super into him. He had the funny bits with Batista. I feel like he really maximized his time. I mean, he didn't feel like a threat to win, but uh, he does enough in here to be enjoyable. And, you know, he only goes two minutes, but he had two eliminations. Two eliminations. More than some memorable moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this run. I always remember that Batista bump off very fondly. Um I, look, the, with Flair at this point, like, I, there's always this criticism of Flair, like, when you're talking about his WWF career, where you're like, well, you know, he was amazing in 92 and 93 and 91, but what happened after? But he was always still good. Right. Like, he was always still at least good and in some instances great. And I think this was a nice little two-minute window of greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that being said, I don't think there was any way he was going to win it. He's pretty far down the card. They didn't really treat him like a big deal. I mean, he treated himself like a big deal, but uh, but I'm at a I'm at a three for presentation. I went four. He's still the nature boy. He's still presented as a legend. The crowd welcomes him so warmly, and uh, he feels like you know he's a big part of Evolution, which has been dominating uh, TV for the last year and a half. So you know, I, I think I think he's still presented very well. Yeah, I, I mean, three is good for me. Um, I'm at a three for work rate creativity and it's all based on that bump I, but i liked it it's just it, this is not enough meat for me but i did love what i saw yeah i went for here as well i thought he was awesome in this two minutes like the throw to batista the double teaming 
uh, just like all of that stuff was just really, really fun. The bumping. And I think like, like everything else, I'm one behind you, I believe, mm-hmm. in effectiveness as well as I'm at a two. Yeah, I mean, eliminate two guys in two minutes. But he also was part of like other, you know, helping Batista. Like it wasn't just this was it for him. Uh, so he was effective in that. He also was effective in, you know, whatever. Like there was a little bit of splintering with him and Batista, which has been a major story on Raw at this point is, you know, is Batista going to turn on Triple H? And this is like just a little bit more fuel for Batista's fire that Flair tried to double cross him. You know what? Now that we're talking it through, I'm going to bump the creativity up to a, a four. Because mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a crazy two minutes. Like, it goes yeah. nuts. And I love that spot so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. I'll do that. Uh, that gives him a score of 20. Which is, is way higher than you would imagine for a two-minute um, mm-hmm. spot. Oh, he's only... Con- oh, wait. Oh. Where is that there? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. So that ties him with... Hold on. Give me one second. There we go. All right, so that ties him with... Is he better than Mr. Perfect in 1993? <sighs> Probably not. No. Undertaker 2009. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think yes. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Do you remember anything? That, no, from that's why I put it back to you. <laughs> I had no yeah, clue. Like, I mean, we just talked about it two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. That was like kind of the boring one, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. So pretty good. Pretty good here for Flair. Okay, so that's Undertaker 2009, and that will land him as the 51st greatest Royal Rumble appearance of all time. Not bad for two minutes. <laughs> no, not <laughs> bad good. at all. All right, well, he's in even less time in this next one as he comes in at number five a year later in 2006. So back to being early, uh, where he kind of feels a little bit more at home. He gets a huge pop, and he goes right at Triple H. They've had the big blood rivalry at the end of 05. Just maiming each other. He's way uh, more over here than he mm-hmm. was in 05. Like in terms of crowd reaction. Well, he, I mean, he was still technically a heel. There was always going to get cheered, but he was a heel with Evolution a year ago. Here, right. he is a face, like coming off a red hot feud with Triple H. And the stuff with Edge, right? Wasn't that around this time too? Like that was yep. going on. So he's in the middle of like two big feuds. He's a face. So yeah, I think it makes sense that the pop is bigger. Um, he tries to head off. Uh, Triple H tries to head him off, but Flair just goes right around him, throws us some punch and chops. Triple H, of course, is feeding for him, uh, without a doubt. They get the spotlight as Ray just lays on the corner, which is a whole thing. That's the whole uh, story of Ray's 2006. Triple H tries to pull Flair up to toss him. Flair just grabs his nuts and chops yeah. some more. But then He's got the mo- nuts in one hand and is yes. punching and chopping with the other. Fucking madman. Yeah. Uh, and then a moment later, Triple H just dumps him out. So, yeah. and, and the crowd was not happy. Like, a lot of booze. Yeah, huge so, heat. Not I, a I lot going on. Just kind of a quick moment in the sun, I guess, with his rival. Um, yeah. I think he could have had him last longer, but wasn't in the cards. And they don't even mention his legendary Rumble past in this one. So, this this definitely felt like the weakest across the board so far. Just, you know, I could see if you'd, like something big happened to progress the story might have been better if like triple h blighted him or whacked him with a chair or something but as is he just kind of eliminates him 
Yeah, I don't know why they didn't keep him there longer. Like, I, even his dancing in between the punches, which is still amazing. Like, it's like, this guy just has so much to give. Yes. Like, and I, I just want more in, in this position. Because especially coming off that Triple H, that late 05 Triple H feud is really amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's almost like, as I was watching this, and maybe we'll talk about this when we finally do Triple H, but, which is going to be hell, by the way, <laughs> doing Triple H. Um it's almost like they're co- almost trying to recreate the Flair 92 with Triple H in this one. Right. In this quick little window. Because, like, it's like all his rivals are coming back. Yes. Like, Flair comes back and Big Show comes out next. And he had had uh-huh. that feud with Big Show. Like, I'm curious to see how that compares. I know it's not going to be as good. But... You can't compare to Flair because it's not fair to Flair to well, compare. It's not fair. It's not fair. Um, but, yeah, a minute 20, no eliminations. Gets back dropped out. Ah, I'm at a one for presentation. I, I wanted more. I gave it two only because he gets the big pop. He is a kind of a high level face at this point. Maybe the highest level, like the last time he'll be this high, just up the card after being in a red hot feud with Triple H and feuding with Edge, who's about to be the world champion again soon. Or right. actually is right on this night at this point. He hadn't lost yet to later. That's so. right. That's right. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, at least a two. I, I think he's still Ric Flair. He's still involved in big things. He gets the big pop. Mm. Yeah, I'm still I'm I'm still gonna keep it there because I don't feel they they mentioned anything he was talking any of his past, and then really didn't kind of play him up as a threat either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at a one for work. I wish it was more. Like if he had just been in there a few more minutes, it would be much higher because I love the like, the headlock with the machine gun punches. I love yes. him just lighting up Triple H. It's just like I said at the last one. There's just not enough meat on the bone. Right. Uh, and zero for effect. So I went one for that as well. And then zero for effectiveness. I mean, it just doesn't accomplish anything. Really. Yeah. Two minutes. Not even it's a minute 20. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but it, it's still fun for that time. So that gives him a score of five. Is he better than Brian Blair from 1988? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so too. If not him, it would have been a smash from 1991. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So smash from 91 is 18 minutes of garbage. All right, so Ric Flair from 2006 is the 157th best Rumble appearance of all time. But we got one more. We head to a year later, 2007, where he's back at number one. <laughs> so uh, we've come almost full circle here. Gets a huge pop, a cool entrance. Uh, he gets put over for stamina, his experience. To me, he felt like a bigger deal here than the last couple just on uh, presentation. Like, they're really yeah. talking him up more. They're hyping him up and his longevity. And we get a, kind of a low-key dream match to open. It's him and Finley going one-on-one. It's an old man uh, fight. Yeah, it's cool. And it's what you'd expect. It's hard punches and chops. Kenny comes out. And they've actually been feuding uh, <laughs> a little bit. Flair lights him up. And then Finley and Kenny double-team on Flair. But JBL and King are really going hard putting Flair over here. Oh, yeah really going hard and like he's really working his ass off too early like a really great bump off of finley's shoulder block um and the crowd is all in on the woos with the chops like Mm -hmm. this really feels like a real pavlovian response at this point oh yeah big time where in the past it didn't feel as pavlovian like it was like oh okay like this is just what happens um then edge comes in and just spears the crap out of him on the Mm -hmm. on his entry and yeah, and yeah, he's like cleaning house when Edge comes out and just wipes him out. Yeah, and the, but then Flair, it's weird. He brings some chairs in the ring. Like he's going to give Edge a concerto. Right. But then Kenny ignores them, and then Edge like ignores them. And then Edge kind of just picks him up and, and tosses him, 
with and then they're like, well, Edge and Kenny threw him out, but Kenny didn't really touch him. Like it was weird. Yeah. Is Kenny supposed to throw him out to further the feud? I guess. I I don't know. I mean, the feud was more with Edge anyway, so Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of is what it is. But the uh I mean, the Kachero thing worked too because that was like kind of the crux of their feud, like Edge had done it, so um, I just kind of felt like I, I agree with you. The presentation is stronger here, but then the the sub it wasn't as substantive of as the even 06 that had like all kinds of action and you know there was just something missing here for me. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. Not a ton. The opening moment was cool. The praise was good. You had like a good fire with Kenny, um, and playing off the issues of Edge from the year before with the chairs and all that cost him. So is is you know it was fine. I, I actually went a three M presentation just because. I really like the extra attention to detail they put in this year uh, around his his previous rumbles, which they didn't do a year ago. So I wanted to give yeah. the extra little bump. He still feels like a big deal this late in his run. Yeah, I bumped him up one. I'm at two, but it's because I was there one year before. So yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. Um, I'm at a one for work. I feel it was good, but again, I I I just you know I could use more of Ric Flair from 05 to 2007. Yeah, me too. Like you could have put him. If you would have just had him in there for 10 minutes each time, like, I think he really could have helped each of these matches. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think of them, like, 07 is consi- 06 is considered not a very good rumble. It needed mm-hmm. the help. 05 is a good rumble, but, I mean, he could have added to it. And 07 is I, – I, I wonder how much 07 gets bumped up because of the Michael Sh- Michael's Taker stuff. Right. Um, yeah, decent amount. Yeah. Uh, all that to be said, though, I'm at a zero for effectiveness because – he didn't do anything in there. I gained the one um, because he pushed a feud with Kenny, had the stuff with Edge, and we had a cool old man fight with Finley. So. Right. All right. So that gives him a score of eight. Is he better than Roddy Piper in 2008? No. Honky Tonk Man 2001. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. That was the good honky, right? That was That's with the, the guitar. Cane the, yeah. Yeah. So no, probably not. Jimmy Snooker 2008. No. Kills me Her- to say it. Hercules, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, like pretty involved in that one. Yeah, but whatever. I don't. They only get an eight, so that tells me we weren't super high on it. <laughs> like, yeah. like for he, I'm sure he had more time in there and did more. He's in there for six minutes. Yeah, uh, about the same. Yeah. Who's next after Herc? After Herc, it's um, Texas Tornado ninety one twenty five minutes. <laughs> He's better than that. Yeah, wherever you want to put him versus Herc, that's fine. Put him ahead of Herc, it's fine. Okay. Give Flair a little respect. So that gives him the 134th best Rumble appearance of all time. All right, very good. That's not bad. And that's 134 out of now. We are cracking. We've just done 197 appearances. Okay, so next episode will be uh, hit we'll 200. Hit yeah, so maybe we'll do something special for the 200. Maybe we'll review our... Um, our bottom or something. I don't know. Cause we don't deal with the bottom as much, uh, but really impressive showing from Ric Flair all in all, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's synonymous with the event uh, for a reason. And that's because he was, uh, you know, in the greatest of all time. And he's the main reason why, but then he never really had, he only had one shaky one. And even that was just a minute 20. Like there's only so much you could do. So his hit rate is pretty high. Yeah. I mean, his, his, his lower end ones are much more a result of booking than anything he does. Right. All right. So before we get out of here, let's review our top 10 performances of all time. And on a sad note, now leaving the top 10 is Rick Martell from 1991. 
Yeah, it was bound to happen, but a really great showing from him. Yeah. And I don't, you know, he'll he'll drop, but we'll see how far. It might not be terribly far. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a big drop off in terms of scores, like from number one to number two now. Right. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, you want to start us off for uh, number 10? Yeah, number 10, The Undertaker, 2007. Number nine, Bret Hart, 1994. Number eight, The Ultimate Warrior, 1990. Number seven, Hulk Hogan from 1990. Number six, Shawn Michaels, 1996. Number five, The Undertaker, 2002. Number four, Shawn Michaels, 2007. Number three, Hulk Hogan, 1989. Now, down from number one, where he's been for a while, Shawn Michaels, 2010, in at number two. And obviously, the number one Royal performance of all time, Ric Flair, 1992. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting looking at this list, too, to see how, like, the winners are kind of like, like, you know, it's been a long time. I don't think we've ever had a winner on top of this thing until right. now. Right. Which is kind of cool and interesting. Uh, all right. Let's do the performers. So for the performers, they had to have been in at least three Royal Rumbles. And it's an average score of um, of their their total time and energy and effort in the rumbles and a farewell to the top 10 as I mean, he wasn't there that long, but Davy boy Smith leaves the top 10. Very brief stay. Uh, yep. Number 10 will be Jake, the snake Roberts nine, Mr. Perfect eight, the main dollar man, Ted DiBiase seven, rowdy, Roddy Piper six, the nature boy, Ric Flair. This is, I find surprising that one ahead of him is the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you would flare would be ahead of him. Definitely yeah, but, way more iconic with the rumbles, but we're also a savage fanboys, So it probably didn't help. Yeah. And I, I think that savage, see, you know what he would have this, he would be better than savage if he didn't have those like one minute ones. Right. Because savage he, didn't have those. Yeah. Well, when, when you think of savages, like bad ones, right. You think of 93 and 94, right mm-hmm. and it's but he's just he's not bad in them at all he's good he's solid it's just right. like, give him a bit of time whereas flair doesn't get that time and that ends up being the deciding factor i think that is a cool three in a row though savage flair piper it's uh tied yeah. together and four you know it could have been good at number four it's brett the hitman Hart. number three the undertaker number two Shawn michaels greatest of all time and still holding on to the number one slot the immortal hulk hogan I mean, yeah. We'll see if he gets dethroned. I mean, you would think Flair would have had a shot, but... Well, and you know what's crazy is, look, like, Hogan, like, it's a... You know, Hogan's score, percentage-wise, is 62%. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, total. So, like, you know, Flair's is 40. So he's, like, up by a lot on him. Right. But even then, like, Hogan's is 62, and Michael's is 48.6. Like, it's he's ahead of everyone. Right. So, I mean, he's going to be a tough one to crack. Um, I think he will get cracked, though, as we go forward. All right. Well, when we return in two weeks' time, we'll have, uh, I think we got three guys we're going to tackle on that next one. So it'll be interesting for sure. And then we will go from there. So keep on rumbling. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you guys next time. It's not fair to flare. <laughs>